everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pro Series Podcast. This is episode 56, and I have another social media creator for you today. Her name is Emma. She's over in the UK. She creates home renovation hacks, follow-alongs, and how-to videos on different projects she's doing around her house. But before we go into this video, please make sure you like, subscribe, and review this podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts. And now I hope you enjoy episode 56 with Emma. Thank you so much, Emma, for joining me on the Pro Series podcast. Um, I'm very excited to talk to you today. Um, and I want to start off and talk about where I found you. And I saw you on, it's funny because I saw you on Instagram or TikTok, one of the two. And then our friend Andrea emailed me about you, which was, it was just like, it was like within the same week too. It was very weird. <laughs> so uncanny. <laughs> yeah. So I want to start out um, and introduce yourself to um, my audience. You're a social media content creator. Um, you do DIY stuff. DIY with Emma is your name. Um, give us a little bit of background on where you where you started out, um, where you're located now, and how did you end up being a full-time content creator? Yeah, I mean, a great question. So I started about four years ago on uh, Instagram, just uploading videos of what I was doing. And at that time, they were just time lapses because I would just record what I was doing start to finish because I thought they were kind of satisfying to watch. Yeah. And I uploaded those to uh, Instagram, but the video format wasn't really that big on mm. Instagram then. In fact, it wasn't prioritized at all in, in the algorithm. So a lot of my content didn't really get seen. Um, so I was doing that for about two years and built up this huge audience of 200 people that I was really excited about because <laughs> they were like, mm. you know, mostly my friends and and my mom and then about 195 other people. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and at the start of lockdown, so March 2020, um I noticed that TikTok had kept on marketing themselves to me like on every every advert that I saw it was oh you should join TikTok and I was like oh, okay then you know uh, I think a lot of people did that at the start of lockdown they were furloughed oh, yeah. from work or just a little bit bored working from home and um and joined the app and I was one of those people so when I did join I had uh, I had two years worth of DIY content that I'd already created that I just started uploading to see if people would be interested in it and uh, at that same time we actually went into our first lockdown and lots of people discovered that they didn't have access to the trades people that they needed so um, they were looking on the internet for how to do DIY and the search term for DIY uh, skyrocketed uh, in March 2020 because everyone was looking for the same thing and um, so people on my videos would say oh how did you do that bit or what tool did you use there and um, that's how I started doing some slightly different types of videos I was doing then uh, DIY hacks so anything that I thought would help save somebody time or money um, or have to save them you know going out and buying a tool for example and um also started to do really simple how-tos of how to complete certain things and um, that's kind of where it started to get a little bit more interesting for me because I noticed a lot more people following my account mm -hmm. um, and it was a year later which is uh, just over a year and a half ago now 
that I decided that I would give it a go as a content creator, <laughs> um, which was kind of a bit crazy for me because I had a number of years ago, someone had said, well, what do you really want to do? What job do you really want? You know, we're having this heart to heart sat in a hot tub in some hotel in Australia. And my sister's like, so what do you really want to do? Uh-huh. I'm like, well, I kind of want to be a YouTuber, you know, I kind of, and it was, it's kind of comical because uh, I knew at that time that it had become the most desirable job for young people to have you know if you did like a poll they would always say well the job that I want is to be a YouTuber because it was just so um so incredibly popular and desirable as a job mm-hmm. so it just felt like I was really fitting into some cliche of someone who wants to you know be famous on the on YouTube but um I have then pursued this as a content creator and found lots of uh, success and happiness in what I'm doing um and so I've got now to having um, a, roughly about 470,000 people in my DIY community across social media. So it's changed a lot in the last two years. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So did you mention where you were located? Uh, I'm located in Bristol in the UK. Oh, okay. Very cool. I mean, that's so cool because, I mean, you came in at the right time. I mean, DIY, everybody was in their house during quarantine. Everybody was looking for something to do. They were looking at their house, seeing, well, I need to do this. I want to do that. And they're searching stuff on TikTok. You know, I mean, I've just talked in an episode I recorded this week. Um, TikTok's becoming like a search engine for all of this stuff now. People are, they they want to see it visually and not read about it on um, the internet. So it, it's really cool. Do you find it hard to create the actual content of it? Because, I mean, we talked off camera a little bit, doing it step by step. And if you miss a step or you're not showing something, it could be kind of confusing for the, the viewer um, trying to follow along with you. Do, you. do you struggle with that? Or is there a process you have of creating the content? Mm, well, luckily, if something's not quite right with the video, you'll be told about it oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, sometimes for example I've had videos that people have said it was a little bit too fast for them um, mm. you know the uh, tr- trying to weigh the balance between creating content that keeps people's interested because I've noticed TikTok is quite a lot of a lot faster as a platform you know you mm-hmm. maybe talk a bit faster um, I, I've always said one of my my, my trick for uh, getting people hooked is to take the first half of the first word away from the audio because when someone's uh quickly going through with their thumb swiping down some people take that first breath to start speaking and that's enough time for someone to be bored by what you're saying and they they move on so if you start your first word all the way you know halfway through here's how to do this you're kind of already in a conversation with them um so when I have made various uh, mistakes in videos, people have let me know that they'd prefer it a little bit differently. And um, I usually adapt it. But uh, TikTok in particular, I don't think I've ever really struggled with in terms of um, missing any steps or uh, creating the content. I actually find it a lot harder to produce for YouTube because it's much longer form content. And I've got quite used to, 
create like putting a, an idea into 15 seconds yeah <laughs> whereas now I can use full sentences and I can breathe in so those are good things <laughs> <laughs> do you create content per the social media so like if you make the short form on TikTok or Instagram reels then do you go over to YouTube and create something completely different but the same project um yes sometimes so it's actually youtube's quite new for me um i've only really been doing it uh, um eagerly over the last uh, six months or so um and just recently now when i actually do a project i will uh as i'm filming i do it for both and it does get a little bit confusing so this weekend i'll be painting my house and i will need to capture some vertical content for tiktok and reels and facebook and then do some horizontal uh content for youtube mm-hmm. and remembering which parts i filmed for which platform mm-hmm. whilst i'm doing it is quite tricky um because you want to kind of get the most out of a project that you're doing and ideally you would end with a piece of content for every platform um but i do try and do that i do try and make use of um the content that i have and previous to now what i've done is i've Uh, say I've had like a follow along project that's had 70 days worth of uh, content and they'll all be 30 seconds each. So it'll actually be quite a long uh, video if you watched it from start to end. And so I'll take those and I'll put that into one YouTube video um, as I obviously didn't create any longer form content when I was doing that at the time because I wasn't really that active on YouTube. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Do you think you have a marketing background, correct? So I have a um, a business and project management back. I have okay. had quite a few jobs. So <laughs> I, my, my true background is clothing. So that's what I studied at university. Okay. And I think part of where my interest and perhaps experience in putting materials together comes from, as it's oh, quite yeah. similar. If you oh, have yeah. a dress together, then mm-hmm. you're probably going to be able to put a wardrobe together. Um and uh, I went on to do that uh, working for the Ministry of Defence over here in the UK. And uh, then went on to be a project manager, was working on really generic projects, like any kind of procurement project you can think of. Um, and then went to work for a consultancy as a business change manager, so helping businesses change. Um, and uh, never really actually got too involved in marketing until I started working with brands um, for my current business and I I know I can think about it and I've got got, got a lot of experience but not actually much of it was in um, marketing specifically and it was the only subject in my MBA that I almost failed so I don't know how I got here That's funny. It, that's actually bringing me up to another point that I wanted to hit. Um, in the beginning, I kind of tried to emphasize that you're a content creator. I think a lot of people kind of don't really know that term. Now, I think most people think, well, if you're putting your face on Instagram, and you have a lot of followers and you're trying to do something, uh, sell a product or something like that, you're a influencer. And uh, you probably get that a lot. People probably call you that. And I said kind of off camera, it's kind of, kind of belittling and, and I'm not saying that, that influencers are, have it easier because they don't, 
Um, they're still, they still have like the marketing and all that stuff, but the difference between is content creating, you are literally creating the content influencers. They are selling their lifestyle. Um, and that's, you kind of just have to think of like, you know, everybody has that person that you graduated with was like a, you know, try to become like an Instagram model or something that, and they're selling beauty products or shirts or some type of clothing. That's what an influencer is. Um, yes, content creators still sell off a product, but the, for the most part, they're in a creative job that are creating content. Um, but when you said talking, working with brands, I get a lot of questions on how do you even start to start working with brands? How did you start with that? Mm. Yeah, it's, a, it's another good question. And I, I loved your thought about the uh, influencer versus creator. And I can talk a bit, a bit about that in a minute, if you like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I was actually quite lucky because the first few partnerships that I had were with companies who approached me. So okay. I had my website was set up by then and I had an email for my business uh, within my my links in my bio and was approached by a couple of companies to do um, just like a whole bunch of videos for some ridiculously small fee, <laughs> which is sometimes the case when you're starting out because yeah, I also was very sure. experienced. So, you know, they're taking a bit of a risk on me as well. Um, and um, up until probably even the start of this year, I had enough interest coming into my inbox. I didn't actually need to reach out to companies. Um, and I think at the start of this year, I reached a certain size as a creator where you start to work with different types of companies, different types of clients, um, as there's obviously a lot of benefit to organizations to work with micro creators because they can usually um spend less money usually they're able to do it for a little bit cheaper mm-hmm. um and uh which is actually a little bit nuts because the kind of engagement you get on tiktok um really doesn't actually have a huge influence on how many followers you have like it is related but yeah. not quite as related as people think um but um I think at the start of this year, I started to do slightly different work. So now I'm maybe a bit more selective about who I work with because um, I have brands that I really admire that I would love to work with. And so I'm kind of um, wanting to save my creative outputs for the possibility of working with some of the companies that I've known and loved for my entire life. So um a few months ago, I decided to reach out and start working with a talent agent, um, which was necessary so that I could have them help me with some of the outreach as that's mm. a full time job in and of itself <laughs> it is it really, is. really quite a lot of work to reach out and um, to follow up and then to, you know, look at how you're going to work together contracts you know all of the stuff that's not all that interesting um and so what was your question i've uh you you answered it you answered it but i do want to hear what your opinion on content creator and influencer um you were thinking of yeah sure and it's it's a really good thought because um it's almost like a miscommunication because they are two separate jobs Mm -hmm. and um i think 
it, it, almost the other way around if someone who's strictly an influencer is like oh you're a content creator they'd probably be like I've never created content in my life um so but uh, that's not me it's just uh it's just incorrect so someone I think could be an influencer and a content creator together or you could have someone say who is strictly a content creator so I do this sometimes for companies where I'm not actually the face of the brand I'm not doing any influencing per se um but I just give them I create the content for them because they want a specific thing to be DIY'd so they can use the content on their channel and so I essentially create the content and sell it to them so I've got no ties left to that so I think it it is I think surprising for both content creators and influencers with that misunderstanding of the language because yeah. they're like I'm just I'm not that person that you've said that I am and um I think like you say there's definitely um there's a lot of work in both types of work but it's very different different challenges I think oh definitely that's kind of it's as an interior designer you struggle every day with people thinking that we decorate and interior (laughs) creator and interior designer are two different jobs sometimes they interconnect depending on like the client but that's not what we go to school for. <laughs> yeah, and I totally confess that I did used to mix those up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, the media doesn't help at all. Social media and TV, it, they they portray it as it is a decorator. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's easily done, but um, it's just kind of like a, a sore that all interior designers live their lives going through. <laughs> I empathize. Yes, but um, also, so I have, I'm the same way. If I'm working with a company, I've had people reach out and they're like, well, you don't really have that. You have, there's other people out there that have more followers than you. Why are they reaching out to you? And it's hard to explain to someone that micro influencers or micro creators are more in demand than a, someone that has millions and millions of followers and mainly because how are there's a lot of translation that's lost there when someone has that many followers they're probably just doing it for the price tag um when it's usually someone that's micro they have a lot more um connection with their followers you lose that there's a lot of disconnect there um but have you run into that issue with um people judging that or um or you just justifying it yourself yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that I run into all the time because my account's engagement at its current size will really fluctuate fluctuate mm-hmm. throughout the year because, for example, in August, um, everyone's on holiday. People are away. They're doing fun things. They're doing fun things that aren't sitting on the internet scrolling until yeah. 2 a.m., you know, <laughs> and good for yeah. them. Um, obviously, there's nothing wrong with scrolling until 2 a.m. if you enjoy it, but, um, you know people go out and they, they do other things and so August is usually quite quiet um, and that is evident through my engagement rates and on the face of it that could look like things aren't going well or mm-hmm. um, you know unless you're having a really active period of growth where you're intending to grow your account it's completely normal to get attrition where people naturally um leave they fall out of interest with Mm -hmm. your account or it's just not good timing or they fix the thing that they wanted to that they followed you for um and then you can find that your 
followership is even going down and mm. that's completely normal and to be expected but also probably is quite um look it looks bad like it yeah. looks like there's a big exodus <laughs> yeah and like especially i don't know about you but instagram they've changed a lot of their roles and how um the algorithm their um how everything is seen by viewers and it's really hurting people across the world um they've made so many changes but that's kind of what i see a lot of my not really follower wise but like engagement rates as well and if you're posting on multiple platforms they're going to see it on you know tiktok and they'll like it or they'll view it but if they don't if they see it on instagram they might just skip over it because they already saw it on tiktok or mm-hmm. vice versa on on facebook so you kind of have to take into account as you grow, they're not going to like and comment on every single platform you're on. Um, and I think a lot of people forget about that too. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's something that I've actually been working on this year where I've grown now to a certain size that I want to offer my audience something a little bit different on each platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's interesting for them because I don't follow people on lots of platforms because if they produce the same content because it's just a bit pointless yeah and so I kind of started mixing that up a little bit um and just on what you were saying about like the engagement and micro influencers um so I had another another thought on it I find that there's different types of content that you can put up mm-hmm. that serve different needs so if you're looking for breadth maybe you want to reach new people you want to show your account to you know thousands of people that haven't seen it yet you might produce something that you think is very likely to go viral mm-hmm. um if you're looking to you know uh nurture your community you'll do something that's um depth rather than breadth so you'll create something that you know is an in joke with your current followers um something that is low value in terms of what it's offering but it it feeds that core community Mm. um, and it wouldn't necessarily interest the wider community and on your engagement rate if you produce content that is seen by a smaller number of people your engagement rate goes down which is crazy because your engagement has improved (laughs) because Mm. you are building community through those videos and uh, it can be really tempting to just produce content that goes viral and meets lots of new people. Um, and you don't know those people yet. So you haven't had a chance to build community with them. And the likelihood that they'll engage with your subsequent content um, is uncertain. I had a video go viral, I think last week or the week before. And it wasn't my usual content. It was just something that I put up. It was actually on my day off that I just just a little bit addicted to making content I think because it was my day off I created this video about my like local nature reserve and it's now my most viewed video it's got 6.1 million views on TikTok um it's not my normal content so I've had to make people aware in the comments like oh if you like DIY that's what I do here follow for DIY don't follow for information about fish because that's not what I do here and you'll be disappointed because <laughs> I don't I don't want I want people to follow who will be interested in my content for uh the longer haul because I want 
when they're going through their videos for my video to be the one that they stop on because it's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. Um, last question I have is most of your DIY stuff, is it in your house, like your own personal house? So yeah. what are you going to do when you're completely done with your house? Are you just going to move? <laughs> this is actually a, it's a question that's really common. I get it quite a lot. Uh, I don't know why I find it funny. I just do. Um, I think uh, first and foremost, it never it never feels like it's done. Like no matter how much my house is done, it seems that other stuff kind of comes up. Um, so there is that part of it. So there's always something for me to focus on. Um, but also, um, usually when people ask me that question, they say, oh, so what are you going to do? What are you going to do afterwards then? You can come around mine if you like. I've just, I've got some, the radiators need changing and the door frame keeps falling off. <laughs> and so I've got a whole list of friends' houses that need doing up uh, yeah. if I find that I'm not quite getting the, uh, the content that I need. Um, but generally I do, I would like to do up another house. I, mm. you know really like where I live now but it's not my dream home so I do have other properties in front of me um, perhaps when I have built up my business to something that's more mature very cool reason I ask that is I get that question a lot because a lot of my account I do a lot of my own house and my answer is I'll just buy a new house (laughs) (laughs) I mean I, you get bored and when you're creative you want to start doing another project um, I just finished a project and I'm already thinking about doing the next thing and it just never stops and is that project finished like do you are you able to finish a project before moving on to the next one um usually but this one is I say it's it's done for one post but there's another part of it that I'm still working with a company on. So it's not technically done, done. And that's, and it's a good way to spread out your posts and work with companies in different ways to kind of highlight the, their product. Um, Cause if you join too many companies into one post, you kind of lose interest in one of the companies that are in the post. So spreading it out was kind of my goal there. Mm-mm, nice yeah I, I totally relate to the itch to move on I'm usually about one or two rooms away from being finished before I'm like I want to move <laughs> yeah I want to go I, to be honest I I probably would move now even though I've not quite finished this house because I I love the discovery of a new house it's just such a wonderful feeling it is yeah I 100% agree I always like look on um realtor.com like and looking at all the houses for sale and just flip through them like who I could do that there I could do that there if I bought this it's always a constant um thing with me yeah it's getting getting the keys and opening the door and finding you know discovering that there's maybe some boxed in secret doors or there's like you know <laughs> yeah it's it's just, it's, explore. Kind of yeah my, well thank you so much Emma for joining me i want to end with where people could find you on all your social media platforms what social media platforms you're on and anything else you want to promote thank you so um i am diy with emma on all platforms well not all platforms in the world but uh pinterest uh 
Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook. Um, I'm also on Twitter, but I really don't have anything interesting to say. So I don't really post on there very much. Um, and I'm also, I've also got a website where you can find some blogs. And I'm just in the process of developing a DIY course for new homeowners. So the kind of thing someone could pick up, they're just buying their first house and they would just want a 101 before they need to think about what they need to maintain um, and things like that. So that's in the pipeline for this year, hopefully. Perfect. Yeah. So everybody make sure you follow her. Um, stay tuned to that project. And Emma, I'm so um, happy that you joined me today and took some time out of your schedule to hop on a call and be on the Pro Series podcast. Thanks so much for having me on. 